is a beautiful Wednesday evening in sunny Wilmington, Delaware, although it's dark out. It was like a high of 58 degrees today. So of course I felt the urge to streak, but I did not do that. Um, I, I, this is Eric Levin with me. Joining me from Atlanta is Ross Jacobs. How was, uh, how was today in Atlanta? Man, you do not want to know about today in Atlanta. It was 72 degrees. It was insane. Spring has sprung in Atlanta. At least this week it has. So we'll see. So it's you all... haven't seen snow in years probably, right? Uh, yeah, I think we may have gotten snow last year, but yeah, we don't see snow much. I kind of miss just one snowfall each year, is, I think is all I need. That's it. I love it. I love it when people say that. And so then they have to go shovel it. And it's yeah. like such a pain in the old, going to break it out. Took us. It's a big it pain in the took us. Um, all right, so last time, uh, we, we, last Wednesday, we went a little bit long. So the, the, the masses have spoken. So we promised to cut it down tonight and, and keep it to a, a minimum of about 30 minutes so that we don't lose the, uh, would you say, the, uh, the older crowd who needs to go to sleep to get up early. So, yeah. I think it was more just losing me. You know, yeah. we were doing the show and, uh, you know, I love talking to you. I love talking sports, but you know, I'm just like, I don't know. I have the attention span of like a, you know, squirrel. So, well, you know, the squirrel's got a little brains. So don't, don't put yourself down like that. <laughs> um, so getting to the big topic spring, you know, what do I think of spring, February, spring training, best time of the year. And for a very short period of time, every baseball team in Major League Baseball feels like they actually have a chance to go to the World Series, which obviously is not really possible, but that's what spring training is about. And I was in spring training in both Florida and Arizona, and it's just some of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Um, I did the last time I went down to Clearwater to see the Phillies. Um, which was really cool. We were, it was opening day actually about four years ago. And uh, obviously if you get a chance to go to that stadium, I forget what it's called now. It used to be called Bright, I think it was Bright House Field. Isn't uh, it Carpenter Field or something? I don't know. I think it's. That was, the, that was their older stadium that they replaced it with. But what's really cool, um, I love minor league baseball. You can actually go eat on the, uh, on the grass in the back. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Everything about spring training is great, right? Everyone is so optimistic. They're running, they're running pitchers are, you know, jogging in the outfield during the game. Like it's awesome. Do you remember when we were kids and we went to Panama city and we went to um, the Red Sox spring training? I can't remember where it was, but it was real close by there. And I, I remember, I, don't I remember this perfectly. And I got Sam Horn's autograph and I was so excited and Sam Horn, did nothing with Sam Horn. He was on the 86 Red Sox. Was he on there? I think he was on the 80s. Ah, I don't know. I don't that know. Was if a, that 86 that, team. I, I, I think that was more like 80, maybe the 80, year after 87. They had a very good team there. The late eighties, uh, the, the AL East actually um, generally you had a really, really amazing 1984 Tigers team. You had the Orioles win a world. So the Orioles that AL East, was really good. And the one team that was always in that division that was spending the money that never won was the Yankees, which 
was amazing. And uh, they had Dave Winfield, Ricky Henderson. Now the AL East was a big division back then. This year going in, I think the NL East is probably the best division in baseball uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, we can talk about the Phillies. I, I just want to get the competition out of the way because the Mets uh, went ahead. They got new ownership. Uh, Cohen is his last name. Steve Cohen. The, but he's not the, he he's not the announcer. Did he go to Hebrew school with us? No, that was Jeremy Cohen, who oh, right. also <laughs> is in baseball as well, but he is with the Cardinals. Got to got to get him on maybe to talk about the ins and outs of metrics. I'm sure he's got nothing better to do. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> he is Steve Cohen, which is interesting because I think their main announcer is Steve Cohen too. So that's, yeah. that's confusing, but the, the Mets have got all this, you know, this wealthy owner who's been willing to invest in the team. So they went out and signed um, uh, James McCann from the White Sox. Ross told me that I didn't know what team he played for. And then they went out and got, probably one of the best baseball players in the game, which is Francisco Lindor um, and Carlos Carrasco. So they're investing in their team. And, you know, they're, they're really trying to present a challenge to the Braves. And the Braves re-signed Marcel Azuna. Yep. The- and added Charlie Morton to their staff. I love that signing of Charlie Morton. And the Braves have such a good young team. And... You know, Freddie Freeman is the returning MVP. Um, you know, that staff is good. And the addition of Charlie Morton, a veteran arm, who amazingly, like, pitched for the Phillies and kind of, I think he was hurt. And then he's been, like, lights out ever since. Carlos Carrasco, also a former Philly. Um, I didn't know that. Who, I, I forgot yeah. that. Yeah. No, we traded him early on. So um, the Braves are the team to beat, without question, in my mind. Um, they're, they, they're so good. I think the Mets, it'll be interesting to see what happens with their chemistry. Um, you know, the Phils, Phils, we'll see, you know, can can Wheeler and Nola carry the staff? I think our, our bats, for, for the most part, are, are pretty solid. It's all going to come down to the arms like it always does, right? Is Zach Eflin truly at number three? Um, you know, will, will any of these guys, will Chase Anderson or Matt Moore or uh, – Spencer Howard, where either of these guys step up and, and earn, uh, you know, some of the later three, four, five slots. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with the fills. I like the bats. I like what David about the, the relievers? Because I have yeah. Alvar- the couple signs. Jose Alvarado, Sam Coonrod, Brandon Kinsler, Archie Bradley, and Tony Watson. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know much about these guys. Did we go to Hebrew school with Brandon Kinsler? I don't, I don't think so, but isn't he going to be the closer, I thought, or is that Bra- Bra- Archie Bradley? Well, coming over for Passover, but other than that, Archie Bradley is going to be the closer from what I, I heard, and that dude's hilarious. I saw a picture of him the other day. He has this long, like, ZZ Top beard, yeah. and wearing uh, old school, the first versions of Air Jordans, the red, black, and white ones. The uh, 85 there, the 85. Yeah, first picture, so... I like Archie Bradley. He's he's definitely a character. Uh, you know, you got Connor Brogdon, who is a um, uh, product of their system. He throws really hard. Came up a little bit last year. They signed another guy, Tony Watson, last week, I think. Yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I think that the, you know, look, that pen was an absolute dumpster fire last year. They lost know. so many games last year that they, they, they were going into the late innings that they can. They could have won if the bullpen right. could have, and that basically cost Matt Clintac his job, right? Would you yeah. Say? 
And he tried to make trades, and the guys that he traded for were even worse. It was unbelievable. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I like what Dombrowski has done. And, you know, it was really interesting with the Phils because you kind of thought they were going into this offseason, right? And you thought to yourself, hey, they may lose JT probably to the Mets. And they, right. they re-signed JT. They re-signed Didi. And I, thought, I think a lot of fans probably didn't think either of those were possible. And then I think they did a much better job at restocking the pen. And we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, he's still got Hector Nera, so I don't love, but you know, maybe as an eighth inning setup guy, he'll be a little bit more effective. Um, I like this, um, you know, Ranger Suarez too. Didn't he get, uh, didn't he get hit in the family jewels last year? Was that him? The one that, that I don't, that I don't know. Right. Right. I could yeah. be getting it mixed up, but someone got, uh, like a lacerated testicles or something. And it was about as bad as it sounds, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's still the Braves. Um, I think the Mets and the Phils could be could be fighting it out. Um, what about the Nationals? Because I mean, I the Nationals are with. I, I actually, and I may be in the minority here. I actually think the Phils are going to finish ahead of the Nationals. Okay, and we forget, you know, that the Phillies might have possibly the best player in baseball. It's it's interesting. A couple of years removed. Bryce Harper still might be the best player in baseball besides Mark Trout. I know people, you know, sometimes every time someone comes up for a big contract year, this guy is, this guy is a solid tool baseball player out there. And we shouldn't forget that. Um, it's so funny. You mentioned Bryce Harper, because I think he is a spokesperson for body armor. One of the sponsors <laughs> of 1973, which I just happen to be drinking right now. So yeah, no, I'm with you. Bryce Harper, man. Awesome. Uh, I love the signing. I, he, to me, he's must-see uh, baseball. You know, you want to watch when he steps to the plate. I, I always want to watch. I'm compelled to watch every at-bat that, that he takes. Um, I was surprised last year. I thought he played really well in the field, man. I was, like, yeah. really surprised at his glove. He's a right fielder, right? He's the right uh, fielder. Yeah, he plays right field. Okay. Um, I was really surprised. And then you got uh, Kutch over and left, and then – Who's going to be their center fielder? Please tell that's me. That's the that's the issue with Abdul Herrera, which oh, you know we don't want him to be the center fielder. Just it's just it's not right. It's just yeah. not right. Agreed, agreed. And we covered that, and and I, I think we we we're not going to cover it again tonight. We won't cover yeah. it again. But uh, I, you know, again, I think Bryce. I was really impressed with his his glove work and and his play in the field last year. Um, you got JT coming back. He broke his finger. He said not to worry. So I'm not going to worry since JT said not to worry. Um, I wonder, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Reese Hopkins, Reese uh, Hoskins, yeah. Hopkins, but Reese Hoskins can come back and, uh, you know, he had a disappointing year last year and he was injured too. So it'll be interesting to see how he recovers. I think it was an elbow injury, but how he recovers from, uh, from that and how he bounces back. He, he struggled. Remember he's been up and down with struggling and hitting and. Well, I know. think from what I heard that this year is sort of the make it or break it year with him. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I did have a, you know, next month, March is women's, it's women's month, uh, I guess, women's history month. And the Florida, the Miami, I almost said the Florida Marlins, the Miami Marlins did a really cool thing. Um, Kim Nye is the first female general manager in Major League Baseball. She's 51. She, I think she's been in the game for like 25 years. She's held a number of leadership positions with like the LA Dodgers and as just she's coming from that. So I just, I think that that, and she, she knows what she's doing. So I'm going to pay a lot of attention on that 
this year going forward. So send a shout out to Kim. I love that you just did that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Good, good for you. Shout out to to all the ladies out there, and uh, you know, and the fact that that she is doing this, and you know, it's long overdue in baseball, right? Like yeah. we we celebrated old but, boys, old boys game. Baseball is right. It's definitely the old boys game. Old boys network, yeah, and um, yeah, it, it's there's a lot of challenges for minorities and for women, and it's a, it's unfortunate, but you know, in order to get somewhere, you got to start somewhere, and um. So, so I, I, I agree with you and applaud that, that move. It's fantastic, long overdue, but, but thankfully it's finally here. And then in the NBA, I mean, you also have Becky Hammond who, you know, is, is a, she's probably going to be the first head coach in the NBA, I think, um, which, is, which I think is great. And she's knowledgeable. She might even succeed uh, Pop in San Antonio when he retires in another couple of years. So. What a sweet spot that is, huh? I mean, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, if we're going to also, you know, talk about commemorative months, I mean, also let's give a shout out to black history month. Yes. 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 And I saw, you know, I, I, I really came across some amazing NBA players. I saw a special on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar last week. I learned so much about him and the struggles, the racial struggles he went through in the sixties. And I mean, it was really impressive. And I definitely want to talk about that. I did want to cover the Sixers, though, before we get into the NBA. Um, so they came off uh, the last three games was, uh, I guess, when was the Bulls game? Was it Friday night or Thursday night? Uh, I don't know. We'll call it Friday night. For Whatever. Purpose. Joe Embiid, no Ben Simmons, Joe Embiid carries the team with a career-high 50 points. Unbelievable, hey. wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I've never, well, I shouldn't say I've never seen anyone do that, but you know, he's not like a Will Chamberlain in the sense that he doesn't just play against the rim. He he's able to go out and hit that fadeaway shot, which is just beautiful. Yeah. He's so dominant and it's it, like watching him move. Um, I think him losing the weight in the off season has really helped him. He just looks so much more fluid now. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I don't know if he's grown into his body or, or, you know, it's just, he's at his optimum playing weight, but he just looks so much more fluid and graceful now. And it's just so much fun to watch, man. And you just hope that he, um, you know, he can stay healthy because, you know, as long as, and he is, you know, top two MVP candidates right now. Right. And as long as he can stay healthy, you know, Sixers have a shot, man, they have a shot. And I think that's what's going to be interesting. We've talked about this every week. Right. But like, as we get closer and closer, I think we're what, like three or four weeks out from the trade deadline now. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, is the argument that, Hey, this is, and, and Ben, how about how aggressive Ben has gotten on offense? You know, yeah, he, he, he went out on, I guess it was on Sunday night. And then yeah, Sunday night he took up, I mean, let the, the offense wasn't there as much from Simmons, or excuse me, from Embiid. So Simmons went out there and had 28 points on Sunday night in that loss. Yeah, but then, but then um, uh, Simmons put up what his career high? What was it? Forty? He hit for forty. Forty a couple weeks ago, and oh. I mean, he's he's just come around. And what's interesting yeah. is last night, if you saw the game, the thing that was missing on Sunday versus last night was their defense was amazing last night, yeah. and neither Joel nor Embiid had the offensive game going as as well as previously. But collectively, they played very well together. The team. 
uh, Furkan Korkmaz comes out of nowhere and hits for 17 points. And Tobias, obviously, uh, I've, I've been a strong supporter of him all year. They just played like a team last night. And that's part of the reason why they beat the Raptors last night. I sort of think they could have beaten them on Sunday night too. That's why I was disappointed about Sunday. But I'm, I'm happy with where this team is. And and uh, I would like to see them make a move. I'm a little bit concerned about the, the bench right now. Yeah, um, very easy. It just seems like they're missing something. Uh, sometimes the, the guard play is not where it should be. Um, any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I know we've brought up, you know, I brought up Lou Williams uh, a couple weeks ago, and then I heard a rumor about Kyle Lowry. And right, that's the I big feel like you're right now. Give up something. I don't know. I mean, if you're going to have to give up something of significance. And the other thing is, like, why is Toronto going to trade you Kyle Lowry within their division? Like, I just, I just can't see that happening. I think um, a player like Lou makes a little more sense. You know, he used to play for, um, doc and um you know has ties to philly too certainly his first year so um i don't know i think a player like him um you know they could use another big two you know i know demarcus cousins was you know released right so what like i think he's gonna end up in la personally but i sure would not mind seeing demarcus cousins come in and and spell uh joel and and um you know i don't know i don't know how that would work with um uh dwight howard but We'll work it out, you know. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it to see that at all. But you know, we we need we definitely need to fortify that bench. I, I think we need a good solid player. I don't think they need to do anything major, major, and I nor do I want to. I don't want to sacrifice Maxi and Thibel's getting quality minutes. Um, I don't want you know, you need those those cheap, uh like talented pieces like those guys so that you can continue to to build. And um, they're doing it, they're doing it, they're developing these players on low budget contracts, which is interesting. Thibel's not making much. Shake Milton's not making much. Maxie's not making much. Isaiah Joe's not making much. Even Furkan Korkmaz. So um, to actually, you're gonna have trouble moving folks because if you're gonna make a trade, you're gonna have to make a major piece. Like there was a thought with Kyrie Irving that the, the Raptors were gonna do him a favor by moving him so he has a chance at a championship. I never really understood that mentality. I think that's more of the thought of sports fans versus, you know, yeah, the way teams operate. I don't think a team is going to just generally do a player a favor because basketball is a business. It is a business. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, they're all businesses. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it shakes out. I like where the Sixers are. I'd much rather be where they are than, than you know, kind of looking up the, up the ladder. But you know, I still think at the end of the day, Milwaukee's going to be a tough out. I think Boston's still going to be a tough out. I think Brooklyn's going to be a tough out. So I, I I'd love better it. too. Brooklyn's yeah. been playing better. I think we're a half a game up tonight. I yeah. don't know if they're playing tonight, but yeah. 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 Uh, so, I, you know, that's what I'd like to see. Uh, one, I'd like to see one more move. Because again, like we're young, but come playoff time and Doc shortens the bench and say he goes with eight guys which he's going to. Right. I mean, like, are you looking at, you know, I don't know. I mean, do you want, or if he goes to nine or, you know, do you want Isaiah Joe in there? You know, I'm only not after what I saw last night, he was all right. right, I I don't understand why Maxie's not playing and and Isaiah Joe's playing. I'm maybe he's injured or is he just lost, lost his confidence or. 
I wonder if he's hit that rookie wall, you know, that they talk about. Yeah. I mean, you have to remember too, last year, right? The college season was was uh, cut a little bit short. In February, um, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Is that right? February? Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, it might have been March. It might have been. Obviously, March. they didn't play the tournament, but I kind of feel like they didn't have March Madness, even uh, conference conferences. Yeah. So, um, you know, so maybe there's a rookie wall there that he's hitting. I don't, I'm not exactly sure, but I think they definitely need to make a move. I just, you know, hey, that's why Daryl Morey gets paid those big bucks to uh, to make those calls. Well, so we're the all-star game. I know that we're both really against it being yes. in Atlanta. I'm glad it's in Atlanta, but, you know, um, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid both made it um, in the, I guess it's the March 7th game. Toby, Toby Harris, uh, Tobias Harris, Toby Tobias did not make it, which I think was wrong. And uh, he deserved to be there. There were a few, uh, there were a few guys that, that didn't make it that uh, were well, Devin Booker didn't make it, which I'm just completely criminal. criminal. Yeah. And uh, criminal. Sabonis didn't make it from Indiana. I mean, there were, there were a number of guys who didn't make it, yeah. but you know, I mean, it's, it's a tough selection. So going back to, I remember in the 80s, all-star games were actually watchable events versus what they are today. And you didn't have to have a, a celebrity singer participating. The game actually meant something because the people actually in the game played to win. And so I actually remember watching, whether it be the baseball all-star game or the NBA all-star game, I could never watch a Pro Bowl game in the NFL. But I always found um, basketball really interesting. Maybe it's just I was into it. And so part of what I, I did this week was I looked back at the number of all-star game appearances to try and sort of get an idea of some of the most famous players of the 80s were. So I, I you know, when I was looking at some of them, some of these guys actually didn't really get big until the 90s. So I tried to be careful with them, like a Ewing or a Clyde Drexler. So I did come up with a list and I want to see what you think about it. This is the type of deep prep that goes on for 1973. I mean, my man Lev is going deep into the annals of, you know, uh, pro basketball to pull out some all-stars from the eighties. Let's hear them. I can't wait. Number, I got one, number, one, number one, Kareem, Kareem okay. Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, that hook shot was amazing. Uh, no Unstoppable. Unstoppable. And that's why I'm so excited about Ben Simmons developing a hook shot, which is so cool because it's not stoppable. It's really not stoppable. This is hard for me to do because I hate the Boston Celtics, but I had to put Larry Bird second. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. And then I put Magic, who I always liked ahead of Larry Bird. I had to put him third based on the fact that he participated in five championships. He won five championship rings in the eighties. I mean, mm -hmm. that's amazing. And he won that. He won that one against the Sixers in nineteen eighty, playing as a rookie. He played center. Center. It's yeah. it's incredible. Number four, I have Michael Jordan because that's even perfect. though he came in eighty four, he participated in five. I guess he was still amazing. I remember was it eighty six when he went for sixty three points against the Celtics and yeah, and he. Remember, he broke his foot, yeah, uh, and he came back and did that. It, I like. It, I don't. I don't they know. Talked that they talked about that, right? I, and the last dance, they they talked yeah. about that too. Yeah, 
Go ahead with your list before I tell you how I what I think about it. Um, <laughs> Doc, Doc at number five. Moses Malone at number six. Dominique at number seven. Someone that I really think gets overlooked, George George the Iceman Gervin. Nice, uh, nice. Great. I like that. Uh, I hate to say Isaiah at number nine. Yeah, look, I can't stand Isaiah. And Kevin McHale at number 10. Oh, all right. Um, not bad. You, you didn't have Charles in there. He's coming. He's an honorable mention. That's tough. All right. Do you want to keep, run through your whole list of all players? Right, so my honorable mentions, but my honorable mentions are not in an order of like yeah, yeah. They're alphabetical. I, got I have it. Mark, Mark Aguirre, Charles Barkley, Rolando Blackman, who I think is sort of eh. Adrian Dantley, who always gets overlooked. Yeah. Clyde Drexler, although you can make an argument, he was sort of that 80s, 90s. Patrick Ewing, Artis Gilmore, my favorite, Bernard King. Uh, oh, from, Bernard King. There, he was as good a scorer outside of Jordan that I, I mean, if, I mean, he was unstoppable. Love what? Okay, go ahead. Carl Malone, Hakeem Olajuwon, John Stockton, I really wouldn't put because he's more the 80s and then, and James Worthy. Got it. All right, I have a couple guys. So, yeah, I mean, our lists are largely the same. Our order for the first is definitely not the same. I, I, I understand and I know your affinity for Kareem and I respect that. But I, to me, it's, I don't know, Bird, Magic, Jordan, that trifecta is going to be my, my top three. And I'm not sure what the order is. And the only reason why I say that is because Jordan didn't play the full decade of the 80s. And, you know, so, but here's a couple of guys who maybe you, you forgot about that I just want to throw this in there. Most of these guys, though, <laughs> will make you laugh because they're old names. Like Orlando Blackman, I love. Um, I didn't think you had Dominique at first, so I'm glad you. No, I, I did. He, I mean, you could not have him. He was an amazing player. Yeah. All right. Ready for this one? Yeah. Bust out, Mitch Richmond. I I had him, but the problem was he played in that late '80s period, like '87. Right. I think he came out of college in '88. That was the reason why I I didn't That's have him. You're right. I guess you're right. What about uh, Mully? Oh, Chris Mullen, pocket Larry Bird, I, right? Yeah, I, I I probably made him. He came out. I guess he came out in '85. So you could make a good argument for him. But, um, all right, and then these guys are probably not guys that didn't make the list, but just names that I really really wanted to share because it remember it, I, it's just a, a reminder of us, you know, having similar conversations like 30 years ago. All right, uh, Buck Williams. Buck Williams. He Buck was Bird. as consistent as anyone. He for he always Ever. got like yeah eighteen and twelve every year. Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars is another one that I could have put on it, but I'm glad you put him up. All right, here this is a bust out right here. You better. I'm glad you're sitting down. How about Fat Lever? Fat Lever. You know what? I'm surprised I didn't. Yeah, he was great. I mean, if the you man was... say, say Fat Lever, I'm going to put Kiki Vanderway out there because oh, Kiki Vanderway. They played together for a while. Yeah, and, and even like Sidney Moncrief and Junior Bridgman, these were these were guys that always got overlooked because they were playing for the Bucks, yeah, which were in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know? Mark, Marcus Johnson, remember him? He was Marcus part of that. Johnson, um, Paul Pressey, that that Bucks team, man, they were good. Um, Coach by Don Nelson. That, so. And that's right. And Fat Lever, I'm going to tell you about Fat Lever. 
that man, he like was, he was like under the radar, triple double man, fat lever. If you remember, um, all right, here's one that's going to break the Sixers hearts, Sixers fans hearts, Brad Doherty. Right. Yeah. Really, really good player. First trade um, in Sixers history, actually. Yep. Um, yep. And then, uh, here's one I pulled just cause remember how good Dale Ellis was. He was so he, he was all right. I mean, he, he, he did play on that 96, right. He played on that 96 yeah. Sonics team. Yeah. But he was, yeah, but he, he played, he had such a long career. He had a ton in the eighties too. So, but Dale Ellis was one. And you ready for the last one? Yeah. Xavier McDaniel. Yeah. The X-Men was the X-Men. Yeah. Now these, you know, I love talking about this era of basketball because although the players might be more talented today, athletic wise, one thing that I always resent is this obsession with the three point shot these days. There's no, no one's settling for a two point set shot anymore. And, and it, it's really frustrating because, you know, sometimes it's better to go for the easy two rather than shooting 30% from the three. I, I don't really get it. So, um, and I, 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 you know, I said Simmons, I like how he's developed this hook shot. I don't know where he's gotten it, but uh, he, he's, this is recent that he's been doing this the last year. He's added this. You think he has turned the corner or do you think that this is more like, you know, he made it the all-star game. But do you think he was just turning it on for the all-star game? Or do you think uh, he was in the corner? I have heard that. I have heard that. That is such bunk. That's, yeah. just, that's not the way people work. People don't right. work like that. Human beings don't work like that. And I think he. I think he's here to stay. And I'm so glad that they didn't make the James Harden deal. And I hope people are seeing that now. Um, I, it sounds like his head is together and he's playing well with Joel Embiid and they can play separately well together too when they need him to work with the second unit and uh, you know going forward as you said they're going to have probably an eight to nine man rotation so um, if we can get some of these guys to rest going forward this year and win they'll be rest, fresh and ready for the playoffs and yeah. that's that's a good thing um, so you know I really enjoyed to be honest I really enjoyed compiling that those players because these you know, Rolando Blackman, Adrian Dantley, uh, a lot of these players, people today don't even remember. Yeah. Um, uh, I had the, do you remember I had, I don't know if you remember this. I had the Iceman poster in my room. Do you remember that? Where you sit on the block. I don't, but he was, you, a, you don't remember anything about my childhood. Um, well, I remember that you had every Sports Illustrated cover on the wall and that you're probably one of the most gigantic Randall Cunningham fans on the planet. And I think we both met Randall Cunningham when the Eagles used to do uh, training camp in Westchester. And that used to be such a cool thing uh, when the Eagles were in Westchester. Um, I had a Polaroid picture of Randall Cunningham and uh, also one of Reggie White. And I think I had Randall's autograph on his, but I don't know where those went, unfortunately. But you're right, that is a good memory. But I did used to have a picture of the Iceman uh, he had two like iced basketballs and he was sitting on an ice throne and it was so cool. And I was like, man, nobody has a George Gervin poster. And I just thought that, that was cool, even though I was like a diehard Sixers fan and, and Dr. J is my, my hero. Well, um, they had something in common. They both wore the Adidas or the Converse. I think they both, wore the, they both wore the Converse. Yeah. So. Well, um, I think it's, we're trying to cut it 
less tonight, which is good. I think we're we're just at about 35 minutes tonight. Awesome. Well, let's so, give let's give a quick quick shout out though to people, everyone who has commented or texted us or reached out to us and supported us. We always appreciate all the love yep. all the time. So if there's anything, do you have any shout outs tonight you want to do? Uh, you know, my same, my same people, the same people that, that are always reaching out to me. Uh, you know, I haven't mentioned Eric Cotter, but he's reached out to he's, me. He's reached out on the, he's, he's commented on Facebook. So has he really, that's awesome. Yeah. B train, my man always there for me, Matt Reagan, same thing. Um, you know, E-Rock all, everybody, man, everybody's been awesome. So keep it up. We'll keep it up. If there's something you want us to hit on, let's talk about it. A Let's lot of good there. feedback. What about, about you? Is there anyone on 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 uh, some of the same people one? as you? I'd like to send a, a shout out to Eric. It was his commentary is nice. Um, Which Eric? We have a lot of Eric's. Eric here. Eric Connor out in California. Um, I liked how the people were. Uh, Brian Fair made a nice post saying how he missed folks in Delaware. Nice. Um, the other thing I liked is there was some commentary on who, what was your favorite movie. Uh, Remember the Titans got a shout out. I think Hoosiers got a shout out. Um, yeah, and I think everyone generally likes Miracle. Um, yeah, Miracle's great. And everyone likes Sunshine and Remember the Titans. And remember the Titans. Kip Purdue, I threw it out there last year, right? Oh, is that? that? Sunshine, yeah. Sunshine. Yeah. Well, I wanna wish, uh, Ross, I wanna wish you a, a wonderful evening. You too, uh, have a great week, man, and this is, Sorry, I mean, interrupt. No, no, uh, go ahead. This, you know what? This is just an awesome opportunity. Sit down with, you know, you and I have known each other forever, man, basically our whole lives, right? And so we've been doing the same stuff. And to do it, I was thinking about this today, man, to be able to do it now at this stage of our lives, like everything else just goes on pause. All the craziness that goes on outside the house, outside the workplace, outside. It's fun to just to be able to sit down with you and just kind of shoot straight about sports, just like we were 10 years old again. So man, I hope that that energy comes through to people and that they enjoy it and, and they take something away. It's just, you know, 37 minutes to just, you know, fun banter and, and, and mindless stuff to take uh, everybody's mind off of uh, all the craziness. And we've got a lot of great shows coming up. We got some topics uh, that I think you'll, you'll really like, and hopefully some guests we are working on something um so um yeah if you have any ideas feel free to send them and uh we're still working on maybe a website and a couple things right going for, for further you, so. you just let the cat out of the bag man we'll have a big announcement well, on the website. We're, I, I don't even know if that's going to happen so it's not letting a cat out of the bag maybe someone could teach me about instagram and tiktok too i don't know how to do it but uh I can yeah. help you on Instagram, man. I like that, but I don't know TikTok at all. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. The other day I was out and uh, I saw this girl. She's probably like 10 and she was, uh, we were getting my dog shots or whatever. And it was, I think she was like very clear. She kept filming her TikTok video, but yeah. like I kept walking through it and like wrecking <laughs> it for her, like in the background. And I think she didn't like that. Um, so sorry, sorry, I'm not sorry, but anyway. I don't get TikTok. I want to wish everyone a wonderful, wonderful week and enjoy the beautiful weather that we're both having. So. Enjoy. Thanks, you See ya. All right. How was that? You're still recording. No, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
I'm still recording.